Sentire Media Energy, energy. Good morning, 20th of December. A beautiful morning here in Italy. It is 7.59 in the morning. We're getting up a little bit later these days. It's just so dark lately. It's, it's been weird. Anyway, I'm Jason. That's Ashley. Together we run, own, operate. La Tavola Marque. We are here in a town called Piobico in a little slice of heaven, which is known as Italia. Ciao tutti. Um, 20th of December, right around the corner, last weekend before Christmas. And um, we're missing, we realized it the other day, what is missing here from our life in the States around this time of, of year is the pressure. It's true. A part of it is we don't have a job <laughs> right now. So, but there's not the same um, constant countdown to Christmas that there is that I remember, that, like Jason is saying, that pressure during the holidays. Five shopping days left, four shopping days left. Did you get everything done? Did you check it off your list? Um, did you make the cookies for your friends or for the school? And um, here it's kind of like, all right, yeah. oh yeah, I guess Christmas is like next week. And it's and a totally different feel. There's publicity, like all there's all the Christmas commercials and and advertisements and all that. But it's and different. the gear up yeah. and the little towns of the just, concerts and things and bingo. But it is there's I, it was the right word. There's not the pressure. Um, it is what's today Friday morning. Yeah, it's a little bit overcast this morning. Um, it's been really mild. There's been um just no mi- snow, no snow, mild, mild weather here for the last week or so. And that trend will continue through Christmas and uh, and my, what is mild? Mild for us in December means we're looking at twelve to fifteen degrees. That's really mild. It yeah, is really it, that mild. was uh, that was really warm the other day. Um, no, it was but it's ten been... degrees the other night. I mean, we're, we don't have any frost in the morning. No. It's really weird. It is, and uh, it's classic because we are trending. And as Jason was starting to say, severe weather Europe's predictions for a mild winter. Of course, we have the most wood we've ever purchased. (laughs) Yeah, we got a ton of wood, and it's totally unnecessary because in the evenings, we have to let the fire go out because it just gets too warm. And in fact, in our place, we got a new stufa, and it's much more efficient, and our place is pretty small, but... This time of year, with the weather the way it's been, shockingly, we're only lighting our fire every other day. Otherwise, it's too warm to sleep. And it's like, oh, my God, this is weird. So if you're a weather nerd like I am, um, I like to go to a site called severeweather.eu. And it's um, it's for weather nerds. It's not like today's going to be sunny. It's these weird graphs and... and um, Different and models. Awesome pictures. Really cool pictures. My dream is for Ashley to get uh, every day on their Facebook Instagram page. or Facebook page or whatever, they post a severe weather photo of the day. And it could be cool clouds or a lightning strike or flooding or just something. Lenticular clouds. Uh, something to do with <laughs> extreme or, or different weather. My dream is for Ashley's photo. <clears throat> One of Ashley's photos to get. Then I'll know she's a real photographer. <laughs> make it on severe weather if you can make it on severe weather then that means you're a real photographer all right (laughs) you gotta have high goals so it's been really mild we uh are we were gifted a greenhouse a sarah uh for uh arc sarah it's three meters wide by six meters long um by our neighbors carolyn and luke she is retiring from the seed starting plant producing business we talked about this not even business that um yeah. She just does it for fun. But um, she's retiring and she's going to teach me, which is much more difficult than actually getting the baby plants and growing them to vegetables. 
So we'll be starting that. We, we the poles are in the ground. Everything went in pretty easily. Um, Jason had to do some maths. We did. We um, we we looked at uh, the Pythagorean. Pythagorean theorem. It took me all the way back. Listen, for real. I, I Whenever we do these, pro- and I do a lot of them <laughs> in the off season when I have more time to do or, or kind of layout or building or something like that, it really makes me feel really stupid because these are, we're talking about things from sixth year or seventh year of math, like not high school. Uh, some of this is high school, no, but no, still, no, high school's no. even closer. You should remember it if it was in high school. Whatever. I, we had to go back and spend like 30 minutes watching videos. Oh, we had quite a few YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> but my hypotenuses at the end were all perfectly uh, the perfect length, and we have 90-degree angles on all the uh, Let's corners. Let's just give a shout-out, though. Who helped make sure that math was done the right way? Yeah, Ashley did. I was, I was going to freak out. <laughs> I was sitting there with... With the uh, the string pulled around all the rebars stuck in the ground and it wasn't working. And the was. numbers seemed like they kept changing and it was like, oh my god. <laughs> so it's in the the poles are in. We've we've got the um, the plastic for the top ordered and we'll get going here after the new year. We'll the first thing that we'll start oh, is Beppe's onions. A classic. Yeah. First morning that it's up and Gachi stops by for coffee. Oh, did you see the 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 poles are up and oh, I didn't I didn't notice and and then he goes out and looks and comes back and just so much shit to talk about where we put it. Like there's yeah, of course he had it's in a great spot. He is gonna. It didn't matter where we put it. It's like he was he, going to have because he, he didn't get to participate. He didn't get to participate. <laughs> we didn't ask him, so of course it's not the right place. But he'll enjoy. He'll he'll get into it. Don't worry. Um, so the uh, it's, I can't believe it's time to start thinking about the garden for next year already. Let's not do that yet. Not until the new year. No, but when do you need to start the seeds? Next month or February? February. Okay. We'll start the onion seeds. I'm looking at a jar full of Beppe uh, last year's Beppe's onions. So we'll put we'll start the onions and they'll get to be they grow the slowest and peppers take a long time as well. So now I'm starting to figure out the layout and kit out of the um, greenhouse. greenhouse because it's not it's good size. It's not huge, it's not small, but I can see it getting to be like a disaster unless I'm really organized in how the flow of from seedlings to baby plants to transplants to and your, in the your workflow, my workflow, if you will. Mm-hmm. And do I do what we've done for years, which is just like we would start all the seeds or Carolyn does at least in the leftover uh, little, you know, the stuff that, that when you go to the nursery and get the pots, yeah, all the little the, plastic pots from the nursery. Or do we invest a little bit of money in like a proper like uh, trays for starting seeds and all that kind of stuff. Well, the, always the issue with us is it's not like, oh, we're starting at two dozen seeds. Oh, no, we're starting hundreds. We're but that's even more. Four, 600 that's onions. Even, <laughs> that's even more the reason to maybe do this because it'll just keep us more organized. Like, Go down into the downst- into the downstairs. You can see the piles of those stupid, cheap little I plastic stuff. And nothing <laughs> matches. Mm-hmm. That's what I don't know. We'll see. That's part of the research I'm doing this week, anyway. That uh, and a, a new chicken coop. And we're going to rebuild the chicken. <laughs> yeah, we got a couple of projects. We'll talk about that later in the season. Though. But speaking of projects, uh, this time of year it's Capoletti time. So, we, we, what are Capoletti? Capoletti. We talked about this last time. I know, time. but you got to okay. re- you got to Capoletti reset. are the little pasta. Uh, Filled pastas that are start off about the square size of a postage stamp, filled with um, meat, like 
three different types of meat filled with um you have pork veal and turkey and you fold them over twist them up and kind of like mini tortellini and uh it's a ton of work but really such become a traditional thing for us to do with our neighbors and it's it's nice plus it's awesome to have a freezer full of these uh ready to go for a night where you just want a simple dinner yep you can serve them with just a simple like butter and cheese or you uh most traditionally is in a uh, broth or even with different sauce whatever Mm -hmm. it's it's filled pastas so i loved it because we went to the grocery store and uh it was time to get all the ingredients or the butcher the butcher sorry and um jason's talking to the butcher and he's talking to me and he's like do i think i think i have everything does this ratio sound right and it's like oh we know you're talking to the wrong person and I know you're just thinking out loud because I have no idea. And he turns to the butcher and is like, um, I'm making capoletti. Here's the amount of eggs. Does this seem like the right ratio? And she grabs another well, eggs for the pasta. She goes, how many eggs oh, are you yeah, making? Sorry. And when she says eggs, I know she doesn't mean eggs into the filling. She means how many eggs worth of pasta. And I told her 20 eggs. I'm doing 20 eggs. And she goes, uh, no, you're short. You need more veal. You need another, you need another 400 grams of this and that. I mean, it's the, the recipe is the recipe. And then the other butcher comes over and she goes, even at one point she goes, I thought you've made these before. <laughs> he's like, I have, I just don't have it memorized off the top like this. And the other butcher walks by and she's excellent. Um, excellent chef and she's like wait how much cheese did you say you had oh no that is not enough cheese way more cheese and it was i just love it when they all pipe in they stopped everything what they were doing to like consult the recipes between the two or three of them i figured between the three of them they'd know they'd know if i had enough they and it came out perfect came out perfect so we have a we we did that with carolyn and luke the first night our dutch neighbors which was a very tranquil we put on beautiful christmas music christmas records we're all singing and telling old christmas stories it was beautiful it was very nice the next night was gaji and rosana and it was a little bit more it wasn't what we thought it was gonna be no it was hysterical because instead of the christmas music i always use like a old new york accent like a oh it's too loud in here kind of thing (laughs) they want the music turned down but can we turn on the tv and turn it way up so That was ironic, wasn't it? Was. it? The music's way too loud, but uh, turn that down. Can we get the TV turned on and some uh, of the news just blasted? And but I love doing it. I have to say, I love doing it with Carolyn Lou because it's like we're adults and we sit there and we enjoy each other's company. But and I, we keep it very structured of like the pasta all looks the exact yeah, same. Yeah, we just got a ruler out. Um, each one of them was three square centimeters. It was looked Perfect. Good. The next night is more loosey goosey. It's not. It's more like doing it with like family, more like family members, and it's and much, children and children. <laughs> and it's it is more fun. I will say it's more fun because you got Gaji sitting there going, "I don't need this ruler. I can do it by hand. I, I can, can do, do it, it by, by eye. eye. Look, look." <laughs> So he does the first line and he goes, look, look, it's right there. It's right there. By the end, they were the g- most giant, instead of being squares, they were giant, weird, trapezoidal. I know. And, and we were like, what is going on? Ah, shut up. Kind of thing. You'll eat them anyway. Exactly. So, uh, and, so, and then just a lot of concern over what's being done with the scrap pasta. He wants to make sure we're making maltagliati. But yeah, he's just all over the place. Rosanna is uh, just ribbing him and like antagonizing him well, as well. Well, because here's why his <laughs> wife loves it, because we like to give Gaji crap too, and she really doesn't... I don't know if a lot of people give Gaji crap like we do when they go over to other places. 
Jesus. So she jumps right in and she really <laughs> instigates us talking shit to him. It's good times. It's, it's good, good times. times. It's good times. It's good times. So, um, yeah, that was our Capaletti. So we got a freezer full of Capaletti. We're good to go for Christmas Day. Uh, we'll be spending Christmas with God, uh, with Rosanna's nephew in Chita di Castello. And um, they are um, – he runs the family insurance business. And they're a great family. We have two kids who are um, – uh, teenage kids, uh-huh. and, but they have the coolest kitchen in the entire world. They have a sweet house. <laughs> they have they a really restored. nice house. Not not like like giant. Not giant. People don't do giant, big. Uh, you know those big kind of McMansion kind of things mm-hmm. here. No, it's just he designed it himself. So all the rooms. It's not a bunch of rooms. It's just big, beautiful. And his kitchen is his kitchen is the kitchen I'd want because it has uh, open fire and it has. Everything you need, but not too much. It's not all stainless steeled out. I think people go way over with the stainless steel, and especially in places like the in places out here where there's a lot of stone and wood, stainless steel sometimes doesn't really work. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. So it'll be fun to go hang out there for Christmas. Um, and I think we're set. We've got everyone's gifts. We've done, oh, we did our, uh, Christmas cookies, our Christmas cookies. So every year we try to do bake something, do something. We've been doing this since we first started dating (laughs) and living together in Brooklyn. Um, any, everything from making candy, like, uh, what do we do? Peanut brittle one year. Yeah. We've done like peanut brittles. We've done like spiced nuts. We've done tons of stuff. This year we did Christmas cookies. We, how did we get the idea for this? What were we flipping through? Anyway, I wanted to do gingerbread and then we realized no one out here would really like gingerbread cookies and we couldn't find molasses. Correct. (laughs) So nothing was working in our, our direction. And then we thought maybe of doing pan forte, but we've never made it before there's a ton of ingredients and everyone does like yeah and it can be a mess i don't want to do penitone i don't want to do penforte i don't want to do torone because that's the stuff that everyone around here does and they'll probably do it better than we will Um, but we did realize they love american cookies like the real buttery cookies yeah everyone likes a butter cookie no Uh one you can't not like a butter cookie it's fat flour eggs sugar flavoring um, but if you cut them into reindeers and, and um, snowflakes, snowflakes and, 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 and we got good with the royal icing, we watched a couple of videos and you just cheesy, like, it was cheesy Christmas I cookies. loved it. People around here freaking love them. They I don't know. We're if just it, like, where did you get these? And we were like, oh, we made them. Oh my God, look at these designs. And they'd open the bag, get over here. And they'd call over like, grandma, come and look at these designs. And they all just feel like it's straight out of a movie or TV show they've seen. And we tell them how it's tradition in America at Christmas time to bring cookies to your coworkers, friends, neighbors. And so we have been delivering hundreds, hundreds all over town from like the hairdresser and the butchers to the um, postman. Idle idle hands, baby. Oh my God. It's great though. Like there's constantly two dozen cookies ready to go in the back of the car in case we run into someone too. Yeah. I've had, <laughs> I've had stomach issues. Um, the first place though that I went to deliver the Do cookies. You know why to, I had stomach issues? Oh yeah, I was passing over it, but I, I, I can't stop eating these damn cookies. I gotta stop. Thank God we're done and we're getting the last of them out today because I... the other night that's all Jason ate for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I ate the burned ones. They were still delicious. Yeah, I burned a couple. Um but the best was delivering the cookies to the polygono, the shooting range down the road. And there is a family who live there, but I've never met them. I have. Jason has. But I went to deliver the cookies. And um, so I see some 
big guy coming down and from the back and I'm walking over with these cookies and I was like, Oh, ciao. Oh, we've never met, but you, I think, you know, my husband, Jason, we're the Americans who lived. I just start like, like classic, just steamrolling this conversation and like just going full force in. And he's just staring at me totally blank. And he's like, I have no idea who your husband is, who you are. And I was like, yeah, you know, Kakamone, the name of our house down the road. He's like, I know of it, but I don't. And I was like, well, these are a gift, a Christmas gift for your family and i said are you uh, do you live here at this house and he's like yeah so it's like okay i'm at the right like go ahead take them and then he looks at me and he kind of looks like what am i supposed to do with these did someone order them did someone do we need to pay for these and i was like no no no, they're it's a gift it's a it's a i just start using it as it's an american thing and then they just go oh okay okay i'm like uh, it's an american thing for the holidays <laughs> but i love what like the, sh- the shock and fear in his face of like i don't know if i could take these cookies from this strange person who just who is this random girl who just drove up to the house but well, the first year we did this well the first year we were here uh we tried to do this and we got denied a lot it was a lot of we don't know you we don't accept Fake gifts from strangers. strangers. <laughs> from foreigners. <laughs> Foreign strangers bringing us sugary things. To uh, our front door. Yeah. Um, so, but that's, that's <laughs> now people kind of know us. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's his son. I've never met yeah. the son. I've met the guy who runs it and his wife. But never well, Gachi calls this our public relations. And it's true. It's good. It feels good. And it, it does good. So today we'll be, um, after this, we'll. Pack up another, pack up another couple bunk. dozen and head into town. Pack up the red sleigh and start <laughs> delivering our cookies again. <laughs> oh my gosh! So today is Friday. Last week on Sunday, we needed to run into town. We were starting the cookies and um, needed a couple last minute things. And we're normally not out first thing in the morning on a Sunday. And if any of you guys have been here, we were taking the road up and over the hill to Urbania. And Not a lot's open on Sundays. No, so. there's like one or two grocery stores. And this being around the holidays, they'll, they stay open in the, uh, from like 9 to noon on a mm-hmm. Sunday. And as we're going over the pass, there's like 10, 12 cars up at the top. And there's a pull-off and stuff. And uh, But we see all these guys standing outside, about 20 of them, in what at first glance looks like just camo because... or Hunting, hunting. Hunting clothes. because... We see all the hunters all the time. But as we're getting closer, it's like, no, no, no. This is much more like military. military. And as we're getting even closer, we could see some guy on the end holding this gigantic, like, Tommy gun. Like, it was this giant gun with the big round magazine at the bottom. Like, it looks straight out of a, like, a gangster movie from the 30s. We're like, what? the hell of course i didn't have my phone to take a picture and it was just like what is going on it was odd because there was no one of military age everyone was older so it looked like it almost looked like a movie but no cameras or there was no cameras or anything around but here's 40 guys standing around holding military guns guns. but they're with graying temples it was we it it was was really weird super weird we continue towards the grocery store and just like i don't know how far down the road uh two minutes two minutes down the road a pack of like 20 boar past the road we were like oh my god which also seemed so ironic that the top of the hill right behind us are just nothing but men with major weapons (laughs) we're like oh my god there's so many right here no one knows and we come home and it ends up gaji told me that they do i said we saw these guys i told them the whole story and goes 
war games and he said it in english which was funny too but he said oh yeah they're grown-ups who do they go and play war games those guns aren't laser real tag. yeah laser tag it's basically. laser tag for adults paintball because he said they they do get like red like little stains on their clothes so you know that you've okay, been maybe hit it's a pa- but, but it's not full paintball no it's, no it's, so yeah i guess they break up into two groups and they were they were at the top of a big valley like probably one goes to the other side and they do i'd do that That's but he was like cool. yeah, he, he was so unimpressed because he's like the guns don't even work <laughs> and just kind of like big boy dress up so um it was weird to it was really weird to see though as you're just passing when you see these huge guns and then also coming home that day we saw two more deer in the fields and again this time the hunters were hunters with guns ready to hunt on the road, literally just around the corner. Yeah, they, we, it, it was a, it was a field right before Little Bend, and right no more than fifty meters later, like just in the bend, there's two hunters sitting just there talking, with, and it's like you guys back <laughs> right on the other side of the tree. They like, they can hear you talking. These three deer, go get them. It was unbelievable. It was kind of funny. We didn't say anything. No, but we kept going. I, it was ironic. Of, it was very ironic. But um, so it was really popping that Sunday morning. Yeah, a lot of hunting going on. Not so much mushrooms and truffles. We see the same three guys who are the hardcore truffle hunters who are out every day. But word on the street is it's basically over. And uh, mushrooms are pretty much done too. Um, speaking of popping, do you want to talk about how you were scarred at the oh, – Because <laughs> it was so busy. So – um. Uh, it is, it is, uh, I'm a, I'm a barber guy, right? When I go to get my haircut, I'm, I'm high and tight. Like I'm, I'm a normal haircut guy and I like the barber. I like the old guy. I like the feel. I like the, the news on. I like the newspapers. The I, only th- frills you like is a flat razor. Yeah. I like that he uses the real, like the real strop razor thing. Um, that's me. Um, my God! Oh, and out of there under twelve bucks, kind of thing. Yeah, the price is un- it, I know, but it's you not know about I mean. the price. It's about the weight. Yeah. It is about the weight. If there's more, if there is an like, if there's the guy in the chair and one sitting, it's a fifty-fifty shot. If I'll go in there and wait, most of the time I want to. I just want to get in and out. Um, my guy had his eighty something birth or eighty eighty third birthday, whatever, and he retired. He should have retired years ago. He would cut my hair; it'd be longer on one side than the other. I don't care. He'd make the snipping noises himself. Yeah, he would. He did. <laughs> it's like he'd make the little sound effects. I loved him. Um, I just liked going in there. I don't care if he can listen. Here's how I feel. It doesn't matter. I can come home and clean it up a little bit, or just walk around looking like I got two haircuts. <laughs> but uh, he retired, and the other guy got the other barber in town got sick. Long story short, I end up now at the salon, and this is a big step for me. And um, what you did not want to take. one I did not want to take. And there's a there's a guy barber in there's a guy in, who works on the other side in, in the Piobico salon, and he does actually he does a great. His, he does the best haircuts you've gotten. Great haircut. I hate the experience. <laughs> It is okay for the ladies. It is straight out of steel magnolias. This is a tiny place. There is not a lot of room, but there are a lot of people. Now I got <laughs> to do this yesterday 
uh, right, you know, the weekend before Christmas. Um, that's like me sending Ashley to the gro- like to do all my huge grocery shopping, you know, the day before, you know, on a Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Before when, a holiday. Before a holiday. Like, I would never send her into that kind of battlefield <laughs> he unprepared. He came so upset. It was like, how could you do this to me? <laughs> You asked me to get you an appointment. He was like, you knew. You knew what I was going into. Okay. I get there. There's – it's already – there's two – like all the seats are filled. I get there. The the woman who runs it, Margarita, this lady hustles. She is a hustler. Out of all the businesses in Pioco, lots of empty storefronts. Margarita is never empty. She ain't one. No. She kills it. Anyway, she's – Got one lady in one of those crazy things for drying her hair and two women in the in the things. And she's make, mixing up potions in the back that she comes and paints on foil. Um, it is every, I got there at 10 to 9. At 9 o'clock, like six people walked in like they were coming to work. You said it was like a bell rang and it, people were coming. stormed insane. in. <laughs> Within 30 seconds, six more people, six ladies come in, all squawking, like, <laughs> and they are speaking heavy, heavy dialect over like six, um, six um, blow, dryers. blow dryers going. <laughs> and over each other. <laughs> and I ate too many cookies the night before, so I wasn't <laughs> feeling so hot. <laughs> <laughs> and um it was insane margarita at one point turned into a general and was moving old ladies asses to different seats like she was positioning soldiers for war <laughs> mary elizabeth you come here you have 15 minutes <laughs> you're also like an t- air traffic controller air traffic too. controller she this place was so insane at 9.15 in the morning. And here's the deal. I don't need my hair to be washed. I just got out of the shower. <laughs> I don't want to sit in a massage chair. Um, I don't want to have to lean back and get, like, the whole thing done. And It's a to-do. And, and here's the best part. People would just come in, like... <laughs> Women would just stop, leave strollers outside, pop in, scream something in heavy dialect to, like, the room... And then walk out. <laughs> Constantly. Constantly. One late, um, the bar next door showed up with a giant platter of, like, uh, coffees and everything. And everyone took five minutes and had a coffee. Like, it is a absolute scene. Um, I'm not used to... I'm now... I'm sure this happens it's in awesome. other salons all over the world, but... Only small town ones like this. Oh, man. It was... There was no sitting room. Like, the, you had ladies just standing in corners, yapping at each other with tinfoil in her hair and everyone with the uh, all the all the tint on the sides of their faces it and you was... never know who's waiting in line to be next or who's just in there hanging out to chat there was a lot of people like i said a lot of people just stopped and let left babies sitting outside for a minute or two while they screamed something at mm-hmm. each other uh one lady came in with the um bedding like pick oh, your yeah, number right. for the for bingo no not for bingo for the pull they do oh the, they do some lotto thing and you spend two euros a number and you can get grand premios big grand prizes <laughs> i have no idea what it was for but everyone was in on that big time anyway what time did you finally get your i did not leave for until i got there at 10 to 9 i left at 10 after 10 <laughs> holy shit my hair takes six minutes to cut <laughs> Why am I there for an hour and 10 minutes or an hour and 20 minutes? And he always wants to give you like a consultation as well. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Then at the end, he wants to wash my hair again. I just know we just washed it. It's washed. No. And he looks offended. 
A like what? Why? Why won't? Why can't I do my thing? Because I got to get out of here. I, can't, I, gotta get out of here. <laughs> I just couldn't. Do, like it was one of those places where I was definitely a fish out of water and just staring at everyone. What was going on? Oh, that's the American. He's and I brought cookies, so of course everyone. Oh, what are these? Oh, the American. Oh, cacamone. Can we have dinner there? How many, <laughs> no, we're closed. Leave me alone. My belly hurts. I just need a haircut. So I got to find. Um, nothing to the guy who cuts my hair. He, like I said, fantastic job. Does it great. And it takes him eight minutes. Mm-hmm. It's just the, you know, they got to run me through the damn shampoo chair twice. <laughs> so I got to find a new barber. And blow dry And it. blow dry it. I have no hair. To, you guys, I have very short hair. And it's going, and it's, and it's just running for its life. Like it is falling out at an exceptional rate. So I don't need a blow dry. Oh, it's awesome. I love it. So that was my experience, and I'm good to go for at least another six weeks. And during that time, I'll I'll find me another old man barber to cut my hair in two different lengths. Well, we've both been having some um, fun fish-out-of-water-in-town experiences. I got swept up in the holiday cheer and holly jolliness when Carolyn and Luke were here and we were listening to old Christmas records and the fire's going and we're doing the pasta and we're all singing these old carols and Carolyn said oh you should join the choir for the Christmas concert and I said I will <laughs> you sing? no I, I like the fun of it I'm not a singer um, Carolyn was like oh yes rehearsals next week i was like oh and of course i was like i said i was all swept up in a minute in it so i was like no problem come to find out rehearsal starts at nine o'clock that is at night that is way past our let's go out of the house time this time of year and so it was on wednesday evening and sure enough i show up at carolyn's uh we go together and she's like don't get there early and i just thought what like don't I lo- that's what I was going to say. I love to show up places early and wait, <laughs> even though this is not a show up early country. But I thought, well, this will be my first choir practice. Like, don't we need to do a little warm up or something? Like, we should show up a little early. But anyway, I get to Carolyn's. We get there right on time. And she just said, now watch. So the we're preparing for a Christmas concert that will be two days after Christmas on the 27th um, at the main church, San Stefano in Piobico. And um, so we're going to rehearse, we're rehearsing in the church and everyone's just sitting in the pews waiting to get started. And there's three horns practicing and they just keep practicing and everyone keeps talking and it's nine, nine Oh five, nine 15, nine 20. It's like, what the is there choir practice? Is this just hangout time? What is going on? Finally, everyone congregates and it's time to go up onto the altar and that's where we're going to stand and sing. And it was hysterical because of course as well, um, lots of new introductions. I know a handful of people there. Uh, everyone except for one other woman was like 65 and up for sure. Carolyn was getting a lot of like high fives from the old guys. Great new find. Where'd you find her? <laughs> Bringing the age down a little in the group. I thought they haven't even heard me sing. I could, I could be totally terrible, but no one cares. And, um, then some of the women are like, Oh, now the choir is so international. We all ha- we had Carolyn, who we all know is Dutch, but now we have an American here too. And so there was a lot of buzz of the internationalism of the uh, choir for this concert. And 
I get the music and a couple Italian songs. Great. I didn't think there would be a problem with that. They're all Christmas holiday, so shouldn't be too bad. There's one made up song that they created. Um, but the other half of the songs are in French and I have no idea how to read French or sing French. So there's a little lip syncing going on that night, of trying to get my bearings, but it was just such a, uh, Carolyn has told us for years what a disaster the choir is. And I, you just could see that half the group's not on tempo. Oh, if any time that anything stops, the other like chatter just erupts. It's very hard to keep these people focused. Once the conversation turned to what we're wearing for the concert, all hell broke loose of red jackets versus black jackets. And let's just go black jackets. Well, we don't have a black jacket. Let's go scurry, just dark. Well, I thought you said black. And it, this t- took another 20, 30 minutes minutes, but it was fun to be part of. And, um, it was just, uh, I can't wait. I, I don't know. I got all swept up in it at the moment. And Jason was like, are you really going to do this? And it's like, of course I'm going to do it. It's just a one-time thing for Christmas, but I'm glad I did. And I can't wait to do the little concert. We only have one rehearsal so i hope it works out i I was like are you that's what i asked when she got home i was like so when's the next rehearsal she's like oh we're just gonna run through it right before the uh yeah they just said show up a little early and and we'll run through it once and i was like wow are you are they ready to do it she's like oh no oh no there (laughs) was quite a few problems but um it'll be fun this is the small town stuff i love um this year the oh that's another thing that was all the buzz about yesterday at the salon they there is no um living press uh living nativity scene this year and i i made the freaking mistake about asking about it um just generally to someone because i saw the program for uh christmas on the wall there i was like oh how come no nativity scene that was here since the first year we've got here and the the firstborn you know the youngest baby born in piovico gets to be baby jesus and blah 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 well I don't know why, because everyone started talking to each other and in dialect, and I couldn't really follow, but no percent. Actually, supposedly there is. So I found out, because I asked when I was delivering cookies last night. Why isn't it on the program? That's what the whole hubbub is about. That it's not on the program. <laughs> that there is the Prusepe, but for some reason, this must be some sort of calculated uh, <laughs> way to get back at whoever puts out the Proloco, or who knows? I don't know. Some sort of inner fighting. There is a, There will be the Prusepe, but for some reason, it's not on the program snub yes they were snubbed so i don't know what's going on speaking of snub we have never been asked back we did that the first our first year here we were part of the uh living nativity scene and we were paper makers and we were not asked back why were we never asked back in 12 years of living here i was chatty and ashley wouldn't shut up she had two different strangers who came by just looking just part of looking at the nativity scene to just remind her that people who are in the nativity scene don't speak that it says on the program respectful silence is what they showed they both pointed it out on the program so no we have not been asked back people would pop by and i was acting like it was like an open house like hey what do you do you want to make some paper we're paper makers (laughs) hey how's your how's your family tell them i said hi (laughs) <laughs> I, I totally took it as a meet and greet. I didn't know it was. I was unaware of the silence aspect, but. <laughs> um, so that's what's going on here around Piovico. Uh, really, it's uh, getting close to Christmas. And um, 
I don't know. It's it's uh, all the Christmas markets, the little Christmas markets around here. We we didn't really go to any of them around here. Maybe we'll go to one this weekend. We will. We <laughs> will. I'm, I'm now informed that we will. <laughs> and I've got my eyes set on Tombola, on a bingo in town, big prizes, big bunny. Uh, uh, Ashley I, is a ringer. She wins in the, the little tiny Piovico bingo. Bingo's, it gets talked about like at the grocery people store. People want to sit next to her because yes. she won two years in a row, I think. Yeah, I won that iPad and I won something else another year. No, she <laughs> stole an iPad. She muscled a kid away. What did you muscle the little girl from? I think it was the iPad, but I, <laughs> I did win, but it was like me against her at the end and it was... It got hot and heavy. It got a little heated. <laughs> I wasn't going home without my prize. Oh, my God. Well, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Oh, Aguri. stick around. Am I going to read a chapter? Oh, yeah. Well, are you, do we have time? What time is it? It is currently 8.35. Yeah, if you can do If we get to it, you I'll can. I'll do it. All right. Um, bring us home. Tell everyone what to look for. All right. You can find us at latavolamarche.com, L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E. And find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, latavolamarche, or follow me at Ashley Bartner. You guys, if you have any questions for the podcast, if you want to come out and book a stay, whatever. You know what to do. Happy holidays. Stick around. I'm going to read another chapter from the Untitled Unpublished Book. All right. Thanks for sticking around for a little reading of the Untitled, Unpublished, Unfinished book of our first years living in Italy. And I thought for this episode, I would do a throwback to chapter two, our first Christmas in Italy, in case you missed it, or maybe just fun to hear it again. All right. Remember, I haven't really read these in years. There's quite a bit of mistakes and terrible grammar at times. So just bear with me. (laughs) All right. First Christmas in Italy. Finally, we move into our first home on Christmas Day. The pipes have finally thawed. Oh, how romantic. We had big plans for a proper Christmas dinner, but who knew the grocery stores in Italy would be closed days before and after Christmas due to all those damn saints days. It turned out no matter... It turned out not to matter because we ran out of natural gas. The tank was going to be full, we were reassured. No heat, no hot water, no stove or oven, all powered by gas equals a not-so-festive holiday. (laughs) Not so holly jolly. It's Christmas, perhaps after the holidays we can come, the gas man said when Jason called. Little did we know the quote-unquote holidays end after the 6th of January. (laughs) Rather than the festive Christmas we'd hoped for, we rationed a bag of snack friends, a salty pretzel bread stick mix, and two slices of pizza. I didn't think it was possible to starve in Italy, but I just might. Snack friends, you're our only friends. (laughs) I said while removing a forest of cobwebbed fake flowers tacked to damn near every wall in the house and slowly losing fingers, losing feeling in my fingertips. That first night, we quickly learned that a stone farmhouse may be charming from the outside, but is freezing ass cold in the winter, especially without any heat. Walking around this big, quiet stone farmhouse in the middle of nowhere, my sister and I start thinking about the quote-unquote Frey Kruger factor. You know, the classic story of young 20-somethings with big boobies in the country in a big house all alone. That's how it always starts. Jason consoles us by reassuring, you you two should be more afraid of the wild animals than a crazy knife-wielding psycho waiting in the woods. 
It was honestly a bit of a downer. <laughs> we were cold, hungry, without any holly or jolly, and none of us were getting any presents that year. Your gift is that you live in Italy. <laughs> Jason has used this line for every Valentine's Day as well ever since. So let's go for a walk. Megan grabbed a bottle of red wine we found in the pantry and I followed suit. The night was dark and without a moon, but the stars were amazing and brighter than any of us could ever remember seeing before. We drank straight from the bottle, clinking the necks together. Chin chin to kakamone. We're home. The three of us with lips stained red decided to share one big apartment, twice the size of our place in Brooklyn. Two bedrooms, two bathrooms, an open kitchen living room with a big stone fireplace on the third floor. It reminded me of a lodge with its dark green walls, old clunky wooden furniture, peaked wood beam ceilings, and crackling fire. All that was missing was a moose head on the mantel. Overlooking the alfalfa fields and crisscrossing hills that continue for kilometers with the peekaboo glimpses of the Canaliano River winding its way to the sea, this is my favorite guest apartment for the views. With an armful of wood that was left in the outdoor kitchen, we climbed the steps to bed, gathering mattresses, pillows, and blankets. We made a makeshift tent in front of the fireplace and slept there for warmth, taking shifts all night long to keep feeding the fire. I honestly thought you could just flip a switch and the house would be warm. Falling asleep sandwiched between my sister and my husband in a totally normal way. I couldn't help but smile in the dark. There was nothing to be afraid of. Are you still awake? I whispered into the icy air. Mm-hmm. The two murmured in unison. Can you believe we're really here? We have so much to do tomorrow. Jay, how incredible, though. Really, this is our first house. Doesn't that just blow you away? I can't stop thinking about all the lists we need to do. I continued rambling on with the grunts of acknowledgement along the way until my eyes were heavy and Jason started snoring. We had no clue what we had gotten ourselves into. We just knew... We just knew this was only the beginning. I love you guys. Good night. Buona notte. Meet Ruggiero the plumber. He is one of the first townspeople we encountered. In his 60s, medium height with a full head of gray hair, parted on the left and combed back, Ruggiero is the best dressed plumber I've ever seen. He's always dressed impeccably, even for living in a farming village with shine shoes and a cashmere sweater. You could say Ruggiero came with the house. Jason and I would call him for emergencies with heat and water, which were often. We had nowhere else to turn. Those first months, our phone conversations were horrible. We'd have to look up what we needed to say in the dictionary, practice it out loud, the dial, hoping he didn't answer. At the sound of his pronto, we barreled into our rehearsed speech. Then came the real horror, listening to his response. We would just respond with, okay, see, 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 trying our best to remember each word, writing down what he said so we could look, back, look it back up in the dictionary. <laughs> only then to realize everything he said we should have said no 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 so we'd have to write it out again and call him back Ruggiero had patience and is a good guy that much we were certain however as the only plumber in town he doesn't seem to feel the need to work with much urgency he does arrive when he does arrive he works slow and talks slow almost making guttural grunts as he has responses while going down a laundry list of problems when we complain of his incompetency to Fushiani, he quips, of course he's a buffoon, but he's always been the plumber. I don't know why this is a pro proper answer. If he's not in his office, you can place money on him sitting and bullshitting in the Cafe Trota Blue in town next to the gas station. In the mornings, he's there taking a cafe and in the afternoons, leisurely enjoying a aperitivo, saving the work for another day. 
During these first few days living at the house over Christmas, Bushiani would stop by here and there to check on us, probably making sure we hadn't burned in the house. It's, it's reassuring to know that he cares, since we are the only ones living this far down the road, and the isolation can set in quickly. It's comforting that my sister is here with us, too, making game, board games much more enjoyable and competitive. Like Pavlovian's dogs, our ears perk up at the sound of any passing vehicle. It's so rare when we look out the window or run down the stairs to see who's there. So when Fushiani's truck occasionally pulls up the driveway, we're more than eager for the interaction. By the 6th of January in the festival of La Bafana, we're starting to feel at home and well-fed. We bundle up and visit our neighboring village, Urbana. Flickering white Christmas lights cast a festive glow over the cramped cobblestone streets of this tiny medieval village. Oversized stockings hang from every window and the cold, dry air is heavy with the smell of delicious roasted chestnuts. It feels good to be mixing and mingling with the people since we've been cooped up in the house, just the three of us cleaning since Christmas Day. With a glass of spiced wine in one hand, we buy a wheel of creamy local pecorino sheep's milk cheese, fresh pasta from a nice guy named Ugo, a thick hunk of mortadella, the best bologna you've ever tasted, and wild boar sausages, finally stocking our kitchen with some food rations. It's so festive and fun and just what we needed to remind us of why we're living in Italy out here, to enjoy the simple pleasures. And that's true even to this day. I love Christmas in Italy for the simple pleasures of it. I always complain on the podcast that I miss the commercialism, and that part's true. But it's nice just to... I don't know, Have be in a small town, the few flickering lights you see, the Christmas carols, the children's recitals, the big fat guy from town dressed up as Santa. It's utterly charming, and even 13 years later, I still love every minute of it. Well, buon Natale a tutti. Merry Christmas to everyone. And until next time, ciao, ciao. Sentire Media Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiri Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.